This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast and after giving Fulham a good old hiding in midweek to try and put to pay the ills of July and we were all very happy we've come down here today to New Griffin Park Preston North End have come down they haven't beaten us for in about 147 years at New Griffin Park as we saw the Preston fans at Corinthian Casuals yesterday they come all the way down from Preston gone to Corinthian Casuals we had a good drink with them they were confident they were going to get a result and uh, surprisingly considering they were 2-0 down at half time they got a result today Bit of a shambolic second half performance, wasn't it? Uh, it was a shambolic second half performance. I- I'd go as far as to say it wasn't a particularly brilliant first half performance. I think 2 0 flattered us. They dominated a lot of the game uh, all the way through that first half. They had good chances even then and they hit the target lots of times. And I, I-, I think fundamentally, this Norgard goes off the pitch and the team falls apart. You know, Norgard is the, the glue that sort of holds it all together. He is the best defensive midfielder in the division by far and that midfield just got overrun completely they they completely controlled it I've got no complaints about the score they, they deserve to win that game today I mean listen Brentford starting the season slowly it's nothing that's new to us but we thought you know let's not let's not hark back to last season or the season before or the season before that but let's be realistic about it once again we seem to struggle to get out of the traps when the season starts. Now, is it down to the fact that we uh, the cogs aren't oiled, you know, well enough? Is it the fact that the top players are still tired? Is it the fact that they're still learning what to do? I mean, I've, I've got, I've actually got no idea. Uh, well, it's funny. I mean, I've been doing the the, the jokes with my, my partner Anna about uh, you know how many how many points off the pace we're going to be, uh, you know in two months time we've got to take two months to get playing again it does every season and it cost us last year fundamentally it's what causes promotion I do have a theory on it uh, my, my view is is that until the transfer window closes uh, this club can never really settle down and get on with the season because you never know who's staying you never know who's going um, and it's our whole business model we always know every summer we're going to sell one or two of our best players and we're going to have to bring in to replace and until that whole process gets sorted out, we always don't seem to really be at it and know what we're doing. Uh, and this season is worse because obviously the, the whole COVID thing, 
the transfer window is dragging on into the season a lot further and the instability around that whole thing goes on longer so yeah it's it, I, I think unfortunately it's a feature of our entire model that there is this instability at the start of the season because we always have to rebuild every year but don't you think it's the same for any team I mean everyone's got the problem with the transfer window so they're all going to be you know and especially now with Covid a lot of these teams are struggling they haven't got as much money as they've got you know, players could leave at any time. Players, you know, you, no one knows what's going on. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think you're right. Most clubs are selling clubs, as there's very few buying clubs. I mean, with us, it's 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 a much more thought through feature of how we operate that we know we're going to sell our best players every year. Most clubs don't really have a plan; they just sort of get to a window and then all hell breaks loose. Uh, but it does seem to particularly affect us. I mean, I. That's the bit I can see and understand. I have no idea about the way we coach or train or how any of that works or how we do pre-season. I don't know if it's, you know, it turned out all those years Arsene Wenger got all the, the training on, which is why they always had all those injuries all the way through the season. I don't have no insight into any of that, but there's definitely a thing that we start seasons badly. That's just, it, it is a feature of, of who we are, it seems, as a club at this point in time. So disappointment with the... Um well, disappointment here going all around. We've got bees in the house here. And um, like I said to you, more bees in the house here. I'm sort of sitting down there. I've got pulling up a chair. The other bees are, you know, resigned. I mean, I chatted to you last week and I um, can't even remember what it was. Oh, yeah, it was the Millwall game. And we chatted after the Millwall game. And in the end, you sort of thought, maybe that was a decent result, a decent point away at Millwall. And then we've got this shambles coming up there today. Listen, all due respect to Preston North End, they've come down here. And they've, uh, they gave us a game, both halves. You know, first half they looked all right, even though they weren't putting the ball in the right area, so they couldn't get the goals. We got the two goals, I thought, fair enough. We made the chances, we got the goals. But they carried on doing the second half, but they properly exposed us in the second half. A couple of them goals were, I'd say, schoolboy. Yeah, I mean, it reminded me a little bit of end of season when we played Barnsley. They just seemed to press better than us. We just couldn't handle a lot of the high balls in, and unfortunately, the second knockdowns killed us quite a few times today. Um, I mean, sometimes it's, it's hard watching a game to, you know, without having the real tactical analysis to understand what's gone wrong today. But um, yeah, we just didn't seem to be able to deal with the second balls, long balls into the box. Just big shame, really, especially after that start. Justice Silva had a great game. Uh, Tony really pleased that he got his first goals from open play, but. Yeah, well, I think me and Jake were saying, uh, watching the game, lost a lot of players, you know, con- considering our normal starting lineup, no Rico, Norgard's gone off, um, Sai not starting, uh, Raya not starting, you know, but yeah, really disappointing, unfortunately. That's interesting, because I was thinking about that, because, you know, you say about it's the not same side, but interestingly, in the League Cup, we haven't had the sort of same side. We've had a sort of kind of mixture of A teamers, B pluses, B teamers, whatever you want to call them, from game to game. But they've seemed to come out the traps in the in, in, in the in the League Cup games, and they seem to have get, get the results out of those ones as well. You know, okay, we've mixed the team around a little bit here now, but it doesn't seem to have kind of a uh, didn't seem to be doing us as well in the league as as it is in in the in the League Cup. Yeah, I, I don't know what the answer to that is. I think in the League Cup. That some of the teams you're playing against are, you know, it's not a priority for them, and I don't think they always play with the intensity that a team in the championship will do. Um, you know, and some of those teams are resting players, and it's not their first team. You know, like Fulham on Thursday, it wasn't, you know, their starting eleven. So 
I think there's an element of that. I, I, I just think we're, you know, our two most consistent players for me are Rico um, and Norsgaard, and I think they're the two areas where we have the least cover. I've not seen anything in Thompson to convince me that he's good enough for this level. We, we don't have a natural replacement for Norsgaard, so I think when you pull those players out of the team, it's going to make a huge difference, but that doesn't excuse not being able to defend sort of up and unders and then knock down and then put into the net. You know, we had three of our first choice back four in the team and they should be able to deal with those types of crosses and those sort of balls. So, you know, I think there's some excuses there, but then there's some, some of the defending is not excusable and but that's not just come from lack of cover from Norsgaard. Bit of disappointment with the, with the defending. I mean, people are pointing to defending more to the attack than this one as well. I mean, today, listen, disappointing result. Um, it, it looks like it's going to be a, a long season in front of the television for these fans this season, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, we kind of started off like well and everything and then, I don't know, I just think kind of the defence midfield were very open. I mean, you've got like Jensen and Marcondes in the middle of the field and it's just kind of very open. As soon as Norgaard goes off, you kind of, he keeps that defence together, I feel. And, you know, we haven't got Henry. It's, it's hard to watch at the moment. I mean, I don't mind Thompson. I think he's a good kind of backup. But I still don't think that he's the same as Henry. He doesn't give that pace down the wing and he doesn't give that the crosses that Henry does. Um, but yeah, I mean, it will be a long season. I just mean, I just want to get into that stadium. I mean, it is, it's, it is amazing, you know, and it's, but it's a shame we can't get into it, but hopefully. Interesting, you say, and interrupt you there, but do you think today, I mean, we were 2-0 up at half-time. Do you think that we might not have actually kind of lost 4-2 if we were actually in the stadium today? Well, you mean if there was fans there? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird at the moment because I've been looking at kind of penalty shootouts as well that a lot of teams have been taking part in. And the goals, it goes on for ages because you haven't got the pressure of the crowd. So I think the crowd obviously plays a part. You've got some players that thrive on it, some players that don't. I feel like if today there was a crowd there, yeah, I mean, we probably wouldn't have conceded four goals because you've got the pressure. And I think a lot of players thrive on the pressure. And by not having a crowd there, it must be horrible in a way. They're probably used to it now, yes. But I feel like we wouldn't have let it fall in if there was a crowd, definitely. That's good. Listen, we've got, we've got bees, more bees in the house here. Like I say to you, actually, if you want to also check it out, go to prideofwest.london. We were down at Corinthian Casuals today. We were live on the terraces and we were like literally recording right in the middle of the game. Listen, forget about today, forget about what's happened now. If you just want to get a feel for what it's like to be in a stadium, talking to characters, watching the gear, watching the game, drinking a beer and having a bit of a laugh, check out the prideofwest.london, the, the pre PNE podcast with the Brentford fans there and obviously Fulham fans were there. We spoke to Corinthian casual fans and uh, Preston North fans. We're all at Corinthian Casuals yesterday, checking it out on our podcast. Definitely 100% check it out. Much better than talking about this game, to be honest with you. But we have to come back and talk about this game because it is a little bit depressing, wasn't it? Depressing, yeah. I'm just stunned at the moment. It all seems so comfortable at half time. Uh, 2-0 is a bit flattering, but we, we pretty much contained Preston. Um, took a couple of very good chances glad to see Tony get on uh, get a couple of goals I knew it would come I've been saying for weeks you know what I mean so that was good but I uh, don't really know what happened second half I mean it just seems like we completely forgot how to defend but why I can't explain that like I say I'm a bit stunned 
listen, I mean, you're, you've cut short. You've got, you've got nothing else to say, have you? You, you, you? There is nothing else to say. I mean, do you think that um, the change up in the side has affected us, or do you think we've just got a bit of a hangover or something? There could be little reasons here and there, but they didn't. They weren't really apparent in the first half. It just like the. You know, the roof was blown off, the walls were, fell down, the entire house was raised to rubble in like 17 minutes. And um, it doesn't, that, that doesn't really happen, does it? It's been like a couple of years since we let four in. I think I was pressing as well. It's one of those things that you just, I, well, I can't explain. Maybe someone else can, but I can't. So, listen, I'm going over here and I'm just going to have a little bit of a chat because. Uh, well, this is a bit of a strange situation. I just, well, I just want to say, everywhere I go, I keep bumping into Fulham, Fulham fans and Fulhamish. Yesterday, I was at Corinthian Casuals and I bumped and and I and I bumped into the Fulhamish at Corinthian Casuals. They had a little, they had a little, they had a little, they had a little chat with us on the podcast yesterday. And again, I've walked inside here today, and the Fulhamish in the house is like. The Fulhamish are following us around. What is it? Listen, you got your player final, you did your player final, but stop following us around all over the place. What's going on? Sorry, do you mind? I'm having lunch with my friends right now. <laughs> he says friends. He says friends. Listen, listen friends. the Fulhamish, listen. Just one little point here. Listen, you come here, you watch your game. It didn't quite go particularly well for you. As you can see, it didn't go quite particularly well for us as well. If you just, listen, just one little quick word about the Brentford Fulham, because we are one all, really, aren't we? Player final and the, and, and, and the League Cup game. So you're saying that the game on Wednesday, which was the Carabao Cup fourth round fixture, was the same as... No, no, it was... It was answer the question. It was fourth round. Answer the question. Uh, and it was the same value as the promotion game to the Premier League? I'm just asking the question, you know. At the end of the day, I'm looking at the predicament you're in at the moment now, and I thought we could have saved you. But, but, you, but you're in a predicament now. Saved us from what? From the, the peril that you're in at the moment now. This... Would it be peril? I'm not sure. But anyway, we should move. <laughs> no, I know that, listen, we've we, 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 we got to move on because I know that you're not in a particularly great position at the moment now, but listen, it, it's cool. You know, we're, we're quits and we, we, we will, we'll move on. I mean, I've certainly moved on. I've just been accosted. <laughs> I've, been, I've been accosted in the pub somewhere. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, I mean, it's nice to see you. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's good to see you as well, man. But listen, other than that, look, as I said to you, Fulham in the house here today. I talked to I talked to Sammy the other day. I talked to um, Coops the other day yesterday as well. And we said to you, look, the season. It's almost like we've drawn the line and we both moved on. You must admit, though. It sounds like you've moved on, haven't you? <laughs> It is, but anyway, listen, good luck to you, and uh, no doubt I'll be chatting to you next week or the week after when you'll be chasing me around somewhere else, like, you know? <laughs> right, last one, Farrell. <laughs> listen, so, the Fulham, Fulham in the house, he didn't really want to talk about it too much, but anyway, she can move on. But look, just coming back to that PNE game, it, it, it wasn't great, was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, I think most Brentford fans are shell shocked, to be honest. You know, we were tuning up. Um, you know, it's good to see Tony get on the score sheet. I think the first, I think once no goal went off, I think it, it changed the game plan. I, I think from then, from 15 minutes onwards, I think PNE looked really strong. 
um, I know we talked about it during the game and you know you said you know they were just holding on to the ball we were defending it but I, I, I think they, they had glimmers uh, you know, then we got to, to go in 2-0 at half time I thought it was great just before half time Jensen did a great tackle I mean you know, in a great little tackle um, but, you know to go in 2-0 I thought yeah you know what this is looking good first five ten minutes we looked strong I think De Silva had a good second half made some really great runs um, I think he looked quite impressive but once they scored the first the, the, you know, they scored three goals in 17 minutes um, and when their second goal went in I think our heads just went down I think I think the team were completely shell-shocked um, and from that point on we lost complete control of the game and it was it was just shell-shocking to watch to be honest um, you know, I think Maguire, Sinclair, and Pearson for for Preston look strong, but I think it's it's worrying, it's, it's worrying how we performed, and without no guard, that you know, it obviously makes a massive difference. But we need to kind of, I think it's probably this defeat's probably coming at the right time because we've now got the international break. We can regroup, we can rethink, and plan our strategy going forward. Um, and also, I think. Thompson coming off Henry also made an impact as well. So I think we just we need to use the time, get the whole transfer window out of the way, know what, what, what we've got and plan from there going forward. Listen, listen, a lot of disappointment in here. Still a long season to go. Alarm bells for you or you think just whatever? Not really alarm bells. I mean, it, it was it was quite a shocking collapse, but I think that's likely to happen occasionally. Um I think we do badly miss. Uh, it shows it shows how how we rely on Norgard. Um, hopefully, this new signing will give a bit of backup in there. Um, but I I can't see anything other than that being a one-off today. I, I'm quite glad we got a break, maybe because we could do with a little bit of work. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll be fine. It's a one-off. I I, I think even two 0 up in the first half. Preston looked a bit better than that. So I think there were signs all the way through the game. But, yeah, you're going to get a blip occasionally. That's our blip. That's our blip. This is Beside Pride of West London Podcasts. Preston, done. They've done us, finally. Bit disappointing, but we've just got to move on. International break now. We probably need that international break to get our new players in, get our other players fit and get us back to the Brentford team that we know. We've lost also. You know, it's not Fortress New Griffin Park anymore, which is a little bit frustrating, a little bit annoying. Um, but other than that, listen, we've done what we've had to do. We haven't won our match. We've got Coventry playing in a couple of weeks' time, and fingers crossed we can come back and win the match as we say. Come on, you views. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.